He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the perfect judge, the perfect defender, and our perfect savior. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Madison Sanderson. Grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and let's celebrate him. Hello and welcome to another day at In Spirit and in Truth and I am your host Madison Sanderson. I'm very thankful that you have chosen to spend some more time with me. Uh, it's been a bit crazy around here and I can't remember how much I actually stated in my last podcast about just our life in general. But um, we have moved and we are finally getting settled in which is great and it has been a work in progress and for me it's definitely something that I hate. I, I I can't stand like clutter. I can't stand boxes. I can't stand when I look at something and you can see all that needs to get done, but it is not getting done. And that's just part of moving. So that's been really rough. And then just having all sorts of random things uh, pop up as well. And so sadly, my podcast has kind of had to take a little bit more of a back seat on stuff. And as much as I hate to admit that it's for the better because I don't want to just present something to you guys that is just flippant and is not truly prayed through and not truly researched and not truly thought through or anything like that. So that would be why it has taken me a little longer each week to give you guys another episode. But things are looking up and that will hopefully be changing. So anyways, thank you so much for sticking with me. And um, I have a lot of people that have started following me on Instagram, which is great because I try to post material on there, but also have been failing to do such over the last couple of weeks. Uh, But I will be because, like I said, things are starting to kind of calm down a bit more. And so it'll be a little easier 
But feel free to follow me on Instagram at I sat with Maddie, M-A-D-I. Uh, and I try to post a lot of things that will get people to be thinking, get people to uh, converse, get people to... I like to have, not necessarily debates, but I like to see where other people are coming from because there's usually a different perspective that I probably have never even thought of and probably never would have on my own. So I really appreciate that and I really like that. Um, And I also am excited for just this episode in general. We're going to be talking about, um, I wouldn't necessarily say one of the hardest topics out there or anything, but, well, at least not for me, but it's definitely a topic that is going to cause some people to roll their eyes, cause some people to just ignore this and not want to listen to the full episode. Um, and that's okay. Uh, that's, you know, that's up to you. And I am not expecting every single person that I ever run into to listen to every episode I ever make, except for if you're my mom or my husband, and then that's a different story. But this, uh, episode, we are going to actually be covering the show Game of Thrones, which many people watch and that's okay. And that's also yet again, something that you are able to decide for yourself uh, whether or not you should. But I just wanted to talk about um, just kind of where I stand on this and where I struggle and wrestle with this. Um, That way, maybe there will be something that's said that you never thought of in that perspective. Like I said, having different people's perspectives is kind of a good thing because you see things that you may not have ever seen before. So... Let's begin. So Game of Thrones, for those that don't know, is a show that, to be honest, I don't know the ins and the outs of it. I just know that it was set back in, um, I think, like medieval times, Renaissance times. And um, there's a lot of war that is happening because it's obviously different thrones fighting for different areas anything like that. You are more than welcome to tell me exactly what the show is about, but to be super honest, I don't care because I have actually watched this show, not entirely. Uh, I can't remember how far I got in it and it, it was really good and I liked the way that it was, um, I guess the storyline, it was very deep and so it was hard to Uh, know exactly what was coming next but it is not a show that I actually ever recommended to somebody and it's actually a show that when people start talking about it I get really like um nervous and like anxious because I just I'm I don't like it I'm opposed to it which is weird so that'll all be explained throughout the rest of this episode but Basically, Game of Thrones is a, a, it's a, there's a lot of controversy on it because of the fact that it is not just your normal show, but it's on HBO, which I mean obviously most shows on HBO nowadays are just they're they're probably really good and they probably have great storylines, but they are full of filth and because of that, it's kind of Like, that's kind of like a litmus test for me of, well, if it's on HBO, I'm just not going to watch it. Uh, And this is coming from someone who also was really a big fan of um, Dexter and was a big fan of, now I'm forgetting what it's called, um, True Something. I had 
Matthew McConaughey in it. Obviously, I'm not as big of a fan anymore, but I, I really, I really liked those ones. But they had a lot of filth in them, and they were on HBO, and so that's kind of a litmus test for myself. You don't necessarily have to follow that, but it's one I'm sticking with. So, anyways, so it's a show on HBO, and it has a lot of, I mean, it also obviously has a lot of war, because it's based on a specific time period. There's a lot of war, there's a lot of cursing, there's a lot of, I mean, all sorts of stuff that you could say, but that's pretty common for nowadays, anyways. But there's also an, um, a pretty large amount of incredibly graphic sex, to be, you know, blunt. So, here's where I start and have always had more of an issue with. So, like I said, I have watched this before. And this is kind of a little bit of a backstory on me was uh, I became a believer about eight years ago and truly gave my life over to Christ. And I was, um, you know, for years just trying to wrestle through what does it look like to be a believer and what does it look like to deny the flesh and to uh, take up my cross daily and all those different things. And um, I mean, I was definitely not perfect at it and I definitely failed in many different areas. But there came a time when I was wrestling through just a really hard period of my life with God. And basically, it came down to... I wasn't spending time in scripture. I wasn't really paying attention when I went to church, if I went to church. I was in a very, very dry season. Very dry season. And so I had the opportunity to then just take a couple of days and do nothing. And so I decided that I was going to watch this show that everybody had been talking about for multiple years at this point. Because I think it was like up to like three or four seasons in. Maybe even more. I don't know. And... I watched uh, the first, I know at least I watched the first season, maybe the first two, I'm not sure, but um, the only thing that really sticks in my mind from anything that I watched was the first episode, and that's because it. I've never seen anything like this, and I had never really seen um, that amount of graphic sex scenes on a TV show and so in a show that many people that I was close to and many people that were um, going to the same church and everything as me were ranting and raving about so I was very surprised Um, and so anyways like I said I did not finish this series but that kind of looking back now I realize how this was happening because I was at a place where I wasn't actually striving for Christ. I wasn't actually striving to make sure that God was being presented in every single thing that I did, but instead I was in such a dull place that I was trying to feed my flesh so that I could feel something instead of wrestling through what I was going through and truly, truly, truly seeking God in everything that I was doing. Instead of doing like it says in James, where in James 1, where he tells us to count it all joy when we face trials. I was not counting it joy. Instead, I was trying to fulfill some sort of need that I figured I guess I would get from binge watching a show that, in my opinion, if you are a believer, you should 
not watch. So that's what this episode is all about. That was a very long intro, but that's what we're going to be talking about is why I personally am convicted as to why I should not watch this show and some conversations that have happened between my husband and I and just other believers and I whenever it came to the show and then I've also I love to read a lot of stuff like I've said before and so I'm a big fan of anything that John Piper obviously writes preaches anything like that and so I'm going to go over one of the um basically something that he had posted a while back that I think is awesome because it happens to be something that my husband and I invoked before we even saw this so basically why do I not think that a Christian should be watching Game of Thrones well I have already told you that it is full of incredibly graphic sex scenes and again this is based off of my knowledge of one to two seasons worth of the show but from what I have heard and from what I have gathered it has not seemed to slow down those sort of scenes over the last few years and so because of that I still stand with what what I've said plus I don't think that even if they did stop you know after the second season and the third season they cleaned it all up I still don't think I could recommend it to somebody because you'd have to go back and watch the first and second season and I don't want to ask somebody to go and do that um, we all know we all know the verse Philippians 4 8 that says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is any excellence if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things I can very very strongly say that that does not at all fall within the the reality of Game of Thrones because the thing that we're hitting on the most yes is the uh, is the sex scenes the nudity the basically like soft core porn or something I think that's what it's called um, that's kind of what we're hitting on because while yes the show is full of all sorts of other types of sins we are watching somebody commit these sins and let's be honest as believers for one we are still sinners but also we live in a world where there are people around us constantly committing sins but just because somebody else is gossiping on a show does not mean that you are then gossiping it does not mean that when they murder somebody on the show that we are thinking oh this is okay let's go and do that too no it's not actually while again there's a lot of other sins happening within this show the one that actually causes you yourself to sin is the sex scenes and so that's what we are going to be concentrating on so feel free to message me about the other sins that you see within this show and we can have a great discussion about that but again just because I see somebody tell a lie on a movie does not mean that I am in I, I'm lying in that moment so that just you know an overview on that sort of thing um, so how does this, how does watching this sort of sh scene cause you to sin? 
a lot of people will say, well, I'm not really, I'm not really affected by it, or I don't really look at it like that. Or, you know, whenever I see it, I'm not, um, I don't feel uh, any condemnation, or I don't feel a conviction, or I don't feel anything like that whenever I'm watching this show. All I feel is the enjoyment of being able to watch a really good show. Well, here's the thing. So, I, my husband can attest, I am very very, um, I'm trying to think of a good word. I'm very protective of what my husband watches. I'm very protective of what my brother watches. And that's just something that I learned a long time ago that as a woman, we need to help our brothers in Christ as well, because they struggle in an area that we do not understand and we will never struggle in. I do not sit there and look at a guy on a beach walking around in his shorts or whatever and think lustful thoughts about him. I just don't because I'm not wired like that. And most women don't. There are some, yes. And there's definitely different areas where, of course, we fall short in that area. But for the most part, we are not wired like men. Men tend to struggle with this way more than we ever could possibly imagine. So I'm, like I said, very protective of what the guys in my life watch. And so when my husband and I, whenever we first met, he was just becoming a believer and he had mentioned this show, Game of Thrones, and how much he loved it. And again, I like I've said, when this show comes up from anybody, I get really awkward because I just don't agree with it. And I have yet to figure out how to disagree with somebody on something and not be awkward. So basically that's that's where I was at. So I was really awkward and we're having these conversations and I'm trying to explain to him why as somebody who is pursuing marriage with him did not want him to watch these shows. And one, there was this selfish ambition that I had of I don't want my husband who I know is a male and who I know struggles with looking at women because he is a male. That's just just how it is. But I also don't want to sit there and encourage my husband to watch something where one, I know that he may end up struggling on his own and whether or not he is or does or actually admits it to me, I'm not going to put him in that situation because for myself, it's also a self-preservation sort of thing. I don't want to sit there and be watching something in the whole time wondering, is my husband looking at her the way that he's not supposed to? Is Am I causing him to sin? Which is not, yes, it is a two-person thing. It is not me forcing him to sin. He is more than willing and more than able to not go through with that. But still, I don't want to be helping him in a, in a manner like that. I don't want to encourage something. And at this time, like I said, he was a new believer. And so I definitely didn't want to encourage that because it's when you're in the darkness, you don't understand the darkness of a show. You are not bothered by it. And so when he was coming from darkness to light, he was still figuring out where is this darkness and then where is this light and what is the what are the boundaries within that? And that's something we all go through. I just happened to um, become a believer at an earlier age. And so I had already wrestled through this. And so when Game of Thrones came out, like I said, it wasn't, I didn't really wrestle with it in that time until my one little dark period or whatnot. Um, And so I don't want to basically help my husband to 
wrestle and struggle and something that this show again he could watch he could watch um all sorts of shows that have to do with war and that's all that they have to do with and i he's not sinning and i don't view him as a sinner while he's watching that i mean naturally we're all just constantly we're just sinners in general but still i don't think that he is sinning whenever he's watching those shows but whenever i'm sitting there and questioning is he is he thinking this is he thinking this then yes so um just a really quick story to just kind of help you figure out where we are at like we're still figuring this out because to be honest up until like a year ago i didn't really care a lot about the stuff that I watched. I was never someone who really enjoyed those crude kind of movies anyways. Like, um, super bad, I was never into. I've never watched Anchorman. I've never um, watched Old School or American Pie or anything like that. I just was never somebody who liked those movies. And I still don't like those movies. And now being a believer and someone who is striving to make sure that every decision that I make is based off of scripture, I definitely don't watch those movies now. But um, so I don't, I didn't really have, I mean, I don't know. I didn't have as much of a struggle when it came to that sort of stuff, but there were shows that I like and that um, I would love to watch again, but at the same time, I have learned that it's not something that is true or honorable or just or pure or lovely or commendable. That there is not anything worthy of praise within them and not that they're, you know, basically watching a pornographic video or anything like that but if it's a show that takes my god's name in vain over and over again even once i'm i'm not gonna watch it if it's a show that insinuates um basically sexual behavior in any sort of way i'm not gonna watch that and this is coming from someone who again like one of my favorite movies for the longest time was uh the kingsman i loved that movie but it has a lot of foul language in it and it does take uh, God's name in vain a lot and so that's something that I had to wrestle through and have decided not to watch and so um, just a couple weeks ago my husband and I were on vacation and so we decided that we were just gonna um, turn on the TV and watch a movie and it wasn't like we didn't bring movies this was like actually on TV which is weird at our house because we don't actually have TV like that you have to like actually put in a movie and watch it yourself so we always pick the movies so seeing um there was like a the guide or whatnot gosh I sound like I'm so old because I don't understand technology but I do get it I just don't know what it's called anymore because it's been so long but the guide had come on and there were different movies that were being you know shown or whatnot and so we just chose one that was um starting at a particular time that was you know close to when we were wanting to watch a movie or whatnot. And so we decided to watch Dodgeball, which is a really funny movie. But at the end of that movie, both Cody and I felt so convicted about the fact that that movie, as funny as it was, and as much as um, I remember watching it growing up, and I remember thinking how great this movie was and how funny it is and quoting it and things like that, we both felt convicted about the fact that it was just not an appropriate movie and it's not a movie that I would ever want any of my children to watch and it's not a movie that I would recommend to any of my friends who are trying to um, do like us and 
make scripture the true litmus test for your entire life. So when we had, when we watched that, we kind of, we had a conversation afterwards and we started realizing that if we are looking at a show or a movie and we aren't really sure how we're going to feel about it afterwards or if it's going to be full of stuff that you know might make us feel convicted or it might make us feel um uh awkward or uncomfortable because of the amount of um i guess the amount of different sins that we either wrestle with or we don't like to see other people again like they taking god's name in vain that's kind of a big one for us um if we doubt it then we just won't watch it there's been plenty of times when we are trying to remember if an older movie that we love has any of these moments and if we can't remember then we just don't watch it we just it's one of those rather be safe than sorry sort of things but it's also because we don't want to unknowingly sin against our father we don't want to unknowingly give cause for more reason for Christ to have had to hang on that cross. That's one of the big deals on this. Um, so since we're talking about that, I am going to read off. This is from John Piper. And this was the thing that I told you guys that I really like a lot. Because it does help me, not just with Game of Thrones, but it's with any movie. Any movie. These are the 12 questions to ask before this is specifically the 12 questions to ask before you watch game of thrones but like i said i have applied this to just movies in general and shows because game of thrones is a show but number one am i re-crucifying christ two does it express or advance my holiness three when will i tear out my eye if not now that's re- referencing in Matthew 5 where Jesus was saying that, you know, if anybody looks at a woman lustfully or uh, with lustful intent, they've already committed adultery within their hearts. Um, and so if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. So that's what he's referencing on that. Um, four, is it not satisfying to think on what is honorable? Which if we don't do that, if we have not trained ourselves to do that, n- no, it doesn't seem very satisfying at first because it's different and it's weird and it's not a self-satisfying sort of thing. It's not honoring ourselves. It is actually thinking on God and thinking of the things that he has done and of his word. And after a while, you start realizing just how satisfying that is compared to watching filth. So five, am I longing to see God? Six, do I care about the souls of the nudes? Seven, would I be glad if my daughter played this role? This has taken a huge, a a huge um, shift for me because I was not a mom up until uh, a nine, eight or nine months ago. And now that's what I think about is would I want my daughter to watch these sort of things? Would I want my daughter to even be in these sort of things? Chances are it's a big old negative. Um, Eight, am I assuming nudity can be faked? Guys, that's a big one. Because 
as I was saying with all the other sins that are happening on the TV, we understand that it's not well. We understand that if somebody is being murdered on the TV show, it did not actually happen. It is fake. We understand that if they are following a script, that they aren't actually lying, that they aren't actually gossiping. It is all fake. So we are able to make ourselves convinced of these things especially when it comes to these types of shows. And this was something that I remember people talking about a lot whenever it came to, um, oh gosh, True Blood. A lot of people were talking about that. And again, it was a show that I had watched the first two seasons of, I think. And then I had to stop because I realized just how raunchy it was. And while there, I can't remember there being nudity, maybe there was later on down the road. I don't remember, but there was definitely some scenes that, um, should not be watched by a believer whatsoever. Um, and so anyways, so what this is talking about is, am I assuming nudity can be faked? So when you, are watching this scene and there is somebody who is naked on the screen is that fake the sex they might be having may be make-believe but the nudity is not it is full display that is an actual person an actual soul an actual image bearer of Christ and you are seeing all of their good china and that's not okay. We're not called to do that. We're called to protect them for one as well. Just putting that out there. So then nine, am I compromising the beauty of sex? Which a lot of people aren't married that are watching this. And so for them, they might not think too in depth about this. And as a believer, you know, we probably, we either, we may not want to watch these, but Um, because sex might make us uncomfortable until we're married. But there are still those that are not married and are watching this, and they don't realize how much they are tainting their view of sex and how beautiful that it is whenever you are within marriage. Ten, am I assuming nudity is necessary for good art? Nowadays, it's almost like a must, which is insane. We basically believe that if it's not nudity or if it's not an insinuated sex scene, then it's not going to actually be that good. And that's really sad. Um, 11, am I craving acceptance? Because this is such a widely popular show, it's easy to want to feel like you fit in and to feel like you belong. Um, But that's, that's what we're called to do. Like we are... As a believer, you are instantly an alien to this world. You're instantly an alien to the people that are around you. And as Piper says, you are viewed as freakish. And that's okay. Because the world is not our standard. Scripture is our standard. And one of my favorite things that Piper says is to be seen as freakish is a much greater evil than to be unholy. I would rather, I would rather be considered a weirdo, an alien, an outcast, all these things than unholy. Because where does God get the glory in our unholiness? The only 
the, well, not the only, because it's God and he's able to be glorified in many different ways. But his, his big glory will come. If I, if I decide to keep watching these things and keep letting these things corrupt my mind and corrupt my life, because we may not realize it, but if we keep watching this sort of stuff and if we keep letting these things play out in our lives, eventually they're going to start. Sin leads to death and it's going to eventually cause decay within your life. And you may not realize it until it's too late. And so then the last one, this is the one that I was saying Cody and I happened to start doing before we even read this. But 12, am I free from doubt? Um, from Romans 14, 32, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whoever does not proceed from faith is sin. Or for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So basically what Piper says, if you doubt, don't. That's exactly what we do. If we aren't sure of just how pure a movie is going to be, don't do it. Just don't watch it. Um, so in Ephesians, in Ephesians 5, this is why I'm hitting on this so much. Because uh, the sexual immorality of our country is astonishing. But also just the fact that it's on a TV show, like a free, well, you have to pay for HBO, if I'm not mistaken, which also, in my mind, I'm just kind of like, well, we get mad at people for paying for porn, yet they are paying for HBO, which is porn. So, kind of the same thing. But anyways, so as it says in Ephesians 5, but sexual morality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. If that doesn't explain Game of Thrones almost to a T, and our, or should I say for myself, my dislike of this show and I mean I'm sure there's plenty of other scriptures that do that too but that one specifically it just it puts it on like this pretty package and ties it up with a bow like there's no reason for us to watch this show when you were on your deathbed everybody always goes to this but when you're on your deathbed is this going to be the thing that you're thankful that you spent your time doing Cody and I have pretty much given up watching all kinds of different movies just because we'd rather fill our time instead with watching um, shows that help us to understand theology more or shows that help us to understand apologetics or um, expository preaching or anything along those lines. And so we like to watch that sort of stuff instead. And our life feels so much more full 
And there feels to be so much more fruit than when we just watch shows like Game of Thrones. Now, don't get me wrong. We still like to watch your uh, your regular movies. I mean, just the other day we watched Mary Poppins and I really enjoyed that. Um, but that's that's not an everyday thing for us. And a Game of Thrones uh, series, I mean, for one, it could be an every week thing if you watch it as it happens. Or it could just be a multi-hour thing if you binge watch it. Um so lastly, I just wanted to talk about the fact that um, there are people who are saying that, yes, Christians can watch Game of Thrones. There's specifically an article, and I will definitely have that in my show notes, and it's called, Yes, Christians Can Watch Game of Thrones, and it is by, um, by D.C. McAllister. And she wrote this back in 2017, and basically, she takes what um, Kevin DeYoung had wrote on um, the Gospel Coalition, on how he doesn't understand how Christians can watch Game of Thrones, and she tries to then make it seem like it truly is okay for believers to partake in this sort of stuff. And that's what our world does is we try to make light of sin. And that's what she's doing this entire time. And that's something that I desperately do not want you to do. I don't want you to make excuses for your sin. I just don't want you to. Because that is not glorifying to God. And I have done this before. We've all done this. And we're probably still going to do it down the road. There's still things that we're going to struggle with. But the closer we get to Christ and the longer we spend in his word and the longer we walk with him, the less and less and less and less we desire to sin. So if you watch this show or you watch other shows that are similar to this or ones that um, you probably have those moments where you're like, I don't know, this is pretty uncomfortable, then maybe just take the moment like I had to and figure out, am I watching this truly because I'm gaining something from it in like a good and healthy manner or is it because I'm gaining something that am I gaining something that is pointless and that is also selfish and is not honoring to God and is not glorifying to God and am I gaining something that in return is having to re-crucify Christ I don't know it's hard nowadays it's really hard but This is just my plea that if you watch Game of Thrones and you profess to be a believer, to take the time to do some research and to see whether or not this is something you should actually be partaking in. So we covered quite a bit in a short amount of time, and I'm thankful that you have stuck around. And there's, again, in my show notes, I'm going to have these um, three specific blogs basically or posts that you can reference that are going to have both sides of this of the ones who why do we watch this and those that say it's okay for you to watch this um because i want you to do your research and i want you to figure this out for yourself but anyways thank you so much for spending some more time with me and i just pray that you will go and praise god from whom all blessings flow